that's something that you caught on you know i mean it's spot on uh, i completely would put hey listen this is how i'm going to do it so happening this year then that's not something i would want to you know entertain or encourage so aditya yeah. on our show if you agree with something you don't say it's correct none of that you say absolutely right because that's the name of the show Oh, okay, absolutely right. Both <laughs> that. I think that's that. It has got a good ring to it, also. Yeah. Hi there. Welcome to the Absolutely Right podcast, India's first graphology-based leadership show. I'm your host Aditi Sarana. I'm a behavioral analyst, a high-performance coach, and an anti-anxiety expert. On our show, we use this phenomenal. accurate and misunderstood subject of graphology or handwriting analysis to decode the secrets of leadership now this is meant for smart professionals everybody who is on their journey corporate journey leadership journey startup journey to move to the next level and figure out what do they require to do exactly to become the leaders that they wish to be this conversation is actually meant for that we invite leaders path breakers high performers and use their experience their stories their inspirations to find out what can you do to claim the best version of yourself so if you haven't heard these episodes before and if you don't know what graphology is check out our friday series i'm talking about what is graphology how it works and giving you ways in which you can actually implement it but our wednesday conversations are designed to interview these leaders and learn from them directly Without further ado let me invite today's guest on the show Aditya Mehta who is currently handling corporate strategy and development for Sony Pictures Networks India Aditya comes from investment banking and venture capital funding background and he decided to join Sony Pictures as you can imagine a media creative company being the number guy in the world of creatives is not the easy thing and you and i know how it feels to be a misfit in any situation beat the professional one it is difficult it has its own challenges now this conversation is where aditya tells us how he managed to sustain through the journey deal with the conflict especially with people who did not believe in him initially and how he managed to execute things no matter what as i analyze aditya's handwriting make sure that you keep your handwriting sample handy so that you can check out your own handwriting traits and see what kind of leader are you isn't that interesting let's get started hi aditya welcome to absolutely right hi aditya thank you for that so we were talking about your career your journey and i want to introduce you and your overall career adventures to our listeners mm-hmm. now before we start that i want to tell our listeners that we actually have Aditya's handwriting sample. I asked Aditya to write on a blank, unruled sheet of paper. So, after how many years are you actually writing, Aditya? Oh uh, wow, that's a good. <laughs> it's it's been ages, ages. You know, you don't get that opportunity to write uh, that often. So, I, I want to say a good fourteen, fifteen years, maybe. Yeah. So now that is mostly our FAQ kind of question. People ask me if I don't write nowadays, and I wrote, you know, probably ten, fifteen years ago. How can you talk about my personality? So I'm just, I had a feeling that you haven't written in many, many years. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna still talk about it, and then at the end of it, we say, okay, is graphology still valid or not? We'll talk about that. No. But Aditya, we were talking about your journey, and uh, from being a banker who was well established, work with best of the companies around the world, mm-hmm. you decided to move to media, mm-hmm. which looks like a risky, unnecessary kind of move. Where where does that come from? I guess it uh, 
comes from the appetite or the ability to take risks in the okay. first place and i think that's something that uh, one needs to you know you know at a at a certain stage or a phase in life you know someone or one person needs to you know take that risk and take that challenge in terms of moving careers or doing something uh, completely drastic you know sort of reinnovating themselves and i think it uh, it it stems from the fact that uh, media as well as investment banking has a common thread in one sense at least from a profile standpoint okay so what i was doing in uh, investment banking on the sell side you know as we call it where we are doing deals or you know consulting and you know work with a lot of companies here the opportunity was to work with a particular company uh, that is sony uh, in the media side and then do similar job or similar you know kind of work uh, with sony so you know but i was doing joint ventures without doing uh, mna transactions but i was just strategizing and understanding what the growth strategy of the company is so it just sort of it worked parallel you know i mean it it was but what, were, hand hand what were the challenges there like you know one is similar similar ground but what are the challenges of moving from complete banking and funding kind of space to this sure so i think the main challenge is understanding media itself <laughs> so i think in the first 6 uh, months of my job i was completely lost i was hey listen you know this is all a grp game and <laughs> we're just chasing this on a weekly basis this is not something i want to do i don't know where i got stuck you know right. those certain uh, teething or those certain apprehensions you have when you join a new job uh which is completely different than what you were actually doing uh i think those sort of came about at that point in time and i'm talking about 8 years back uh <laughs> so yeah it was uh, it was everything that you know i thought would be you know difficult or tough and i think post that the first initial period uh, it was sort of smooth sailing so I, i just guess you have to get yourself well entrenched into a particular uh, you know space you know find your comfort uh, know what your strengths are and then sort of build on from there Uh, and i think that's what essentially at least from a from a similarity of work or from a profile of work it was similar to that extent but yes i think the challenges of pretty much understanding media and how things work so yeah you know i generally ask such questions later in the conversation but as we are at it uh, so many times people when they want to make the shift in their career or really want to choose passion over professional logical decision they get caught into the same space that we are just sure. talking about Sure. and when you felt that this is like the biggest mistake that you have made or something absolutely difficult what was your approach how did you you know reach out or what did you think in that moment to get out of that trap so i guess it's uh, uh, i think a lot of times when you change jobs or you change streams i think everything is about patience and time mm-hmm. uh, i think that being you know one essential part of it because the learning happens on the way it happens you know on everyday basis uh you learn things new you learn things you know uh, differently and i think that's something that kept me going a uh, second thing that i did was you know just reach out to a lot of people and build uh you know relationships within the company and reach out to people and understand the profile of work you know the organization what the culture of the company is you know what the dna style is so those are certain things you know uh, and you know i think one thing that i've learned is if you don't ask you never get it uh, so it's important it's important to sort of reach out to people and just ask hey listen you know i require this help i don't understand this and you know educating yourself and then saying at times stepping back and say listen i don't know <laughs> i'll come back which is a big deal most yeah. of the time people can't do that they want to like exactly. they don't want to be seen as somebody who doesn't know and yeah. i think that is also part of your risk taking ability for sure to to be rejected by people yeah no absolutely i think it's a it's it's a learning right uh, if you know it all then you're not learning and i think that's mm-hmm. something that's important for any person or any individual whether it's you know professionally or personally and i think that's something that 
from my perspective that's uh, i like to keep it keep it that way uh, you never learn everything and i think it's just learning is just a process and it's a journey it's not something that you'll be you'll arrive and say hey listen you know i know it all and i can faff my way through or i know my way through thing so that's not that's not the style i or you know the approach that i take so aditya i have your handwriting sample in front of me and i'm looking at the multiple strokes that are weaving the story the first thing that comes to my mind when i look at your writing is when you write the letter d lower case letter d and you can look at your own sample if you have in front of you okay. there is a space between the legs of the d so if you look at it it properly there is a vertical line and there is this a formation in any letter d sure. the vertical line branches out and it kind of breaks into two creating uh, an image as if a person is standing with his legs apart you know completely in that vishram position as we say you cannot move this person you cannot convince him once he makes his mind about something is extremely firm to a point of being slightly stubborn where you would not shift unless until the the person you're speaking with really really comes up with a convincing convincing point um okay i'm a little bit surprised <laughs> okay more i i would say pleasantly surprised rather uh, i think it's quite accurate uh, you know especially that's something that i do uh, you know to great lens you know i have a chain or you know a sort of a chain of thought and i i carry that on and i believe in that and i you know i have that conviction to then take it through uh, and i guess it's a lot about knowing your own strengths and where your weaknesses lie mm-hmm. and i think that's something that you caught on you know i mean it's spot on uh, i completely would put hey listen this is how i'm going to do it if it's happening this year then that's not something i would want to you know entertain or encourage so yeah. aditya on a show if you agree with something you don't say it's correct none of that you say absolutely right because that's the name of the show okay absolutely right because <laughs> that i think that's that you just got to go drink to it also yeah thank you i think uh, you know a lot of things a lot of times uh, aditi you know you're in a difficult spot right uh, and um, even though your form you've taken a decision on certain things uh, you know there's always you try to entertain or think about balance between say logical uh, reasoning and then an emotional reasoning mm-hmm. you know how do you, how does one sort of break through that you know and I, it becomes sometimes a law sometimes the lines get really blurry sure. so you know how do you you know go through you know that and i would sort of want to understand uh, you know what do you, <laughs> what okay. do you see So before I even answer that question I'm going to do a little bit of debriefing on this question because it's really important it is what you're talking about is being caught between heart and your head it's literally looking at things where your passion lies in one area and your logic tells you to not quit not jump on uh, other ideas just hold on to things which you should be doing and the battle within is mostly tiring and people do not know which one to opt for because both of them are right in their own ways and we can fight other people when we have our conviction in 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 the right place but it is very difficult to fight anybody when you are pulled between these two extremes and all of us have gone through that point where we know what we should be doing and what we would like to do that's true now if i look at your writing to answer this question the first thing that stands out for me to build this analogy is the part of emotional thinking is where we find empathy being higher you mm-hmm. being someone who is very excited about things that you pick up when we look at the lower case letter v instead of being completely pointed if it is slightly soft 
Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all the letter V that you have in this particular sample, or also it is found in the H formation where you know the vertical line connects to the the rounded part. There, if it is the instead of being pointed, if it is soft, it's mm-hmm. a similar formation. Okay. I don't necessarily find that emotionally driven thinking here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do see you're more logical. you're more analytical when it comes to your information but for you to be convinced you mm-hmm. keep gathering information mm-hmm. and that is not necessarily emotional that is that could be practical that could be data that could be talking to people but your communication with people is data gathering which very few people are aware of they think oh he's chilling he's having a conversation but if you are on to something you have to gather all the information needed and you do that by talking to people a lot but mm-hmm. but that's what matters so are you being emotional in that conversation are you emotionally driven by the idea i feel the strength of your execution or being a leader that you are mm-hmm. is actually not being emotional easily Mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. a lot of conviction lot of convincing or lot of like you know the, the idea has to be really really fabulous for you to fall for it otherwise okay. you won't fall for things you generally have like this neutral idea to look at things and you ask a lot of questions to a point that people like feel scared to talk to you at times because you keep asking questions until unless you don't find your answers mm-hmm. now having said that there is a slight degree of impulsive behavior mm-hmm. i'm saying that because your writing goes to the right okay so in the moment when you're talking interacting connecting with people they may think that you are operating from emotions but only you know this and probably five people who are very very close to you they would vouch by this statement that i'm about to make that though you come across as somebody who is excited impulsive and and walking into the situation with energy mm-hmm. you won't necessarily act on it you gather that information you have these observations and then when you analyze things you mm-hmm. become absolutely logical mm-hmm. but it is a rare quality for people to look at uh so i just want to just on this what you uh, sort of mentioned i just i think you are absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> i think that's something that uh, that is is very factual and very true uh you know i think in my conversations with people a lot about information gathering it's a lot about conversing uh, you know understanding and then piecing piecing things together i think mm-hmm. that's something that is uh, i believe it adds to a lot of uh, in the work or the repertoire that i have built over a period of time you know and that information sharing or the information knowledge gathering uh, is extremely important from you know from the uh, from the kind of job or the kind of profile that i have uh it connects the dots for a lot of people within the firm uh and i think that's something that has come about by this particular virtue or this particular quality or uh, you know just thinking that i do not know it all <laughs> and it's all about learning and it's the process uh, that you take on and the journey that you walk on and i think that's that's the most important thing so if there's something that i really you know want to glean or understand from a conversation i really try to merge or you know get into the thick of things to get there uh, find a proper solution and then it's you're right it's a, a lot about analytically thinking through things and then putting it into pay, uh, putting it into perspective so yeah so aditya i want to ask you this question if mm-hmm. somebody imbibe this concept or this you know idea and it's an uncomfortable one for many many people they don't know how to ask questions or also how to be okay or how to be you know this so called uh, new learner in an in a corporate environment 
otherwise socially you may ask whatever questions but here where you are constantly evaluated and people are there to uh, label you you know look at you whether you know this or not yeah. how do you then stand there and still be vulnerable enough to say that i don't know or please teach me what are the things that you keep in mind if our listeners have to learn from you that sure i think uh, at that point in time one i think it's important to sort of listen and acknowledge uh, certain things mm-hmm. uh, and i think when that happens i you know at times when you go through a set of data uh, it is all about absorbing also you know it's about going through the motions and you know understanding what makes sense when you're going into a meeting you probably will not know everything about you know a particular project or a particular topic uh, and at that point in time when you do not know it's just better to listen through you know absorb it then analyze it in your own head saying hey listen you know this is a new kind of information that i have got let me go back to the drawing board and come back and i think that's just you know the acceptability of that is something that uh i have learned over a period of time and you know over the years uh it's not and it's very and it's 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 difficult it's challenging because you know everyone comes from different uh, you know different parts of the country people come with different mindsets you know different ideologies right. different ways of functioning uh it's just about you know i guess putting yourself out there and you know being open to being vulnerable and i think that's that's important because you're just everyone's there to learn every day uh people want to prove a point and uh, people who don't want to prove a point or people who don't want to uh, you know go the extra mile it can be seen and people who want to they try to find solutions and i think once you get to that stage of hey listen i'm listening i'm understanding and i'm going to find the solution and i'll come back to you and once you do that people then believe that hey listen you know he was in a vulnerable state he didn't know the answer he went back to the drawing board got the answers found the solution executed the project hey hurray and i think that's what that's that's the that's the journey or that's the path i follow i think you know consistently and diligently every single time i get into a little bit of a fix you know people use these high funda words about multitasking right and say hey you know listen i'm a multitasker and <laughs> sometimes and uh, i think most times a lot of things fall between the you know the uh, or slip between the lip and the cup so you know how do you how do you sort of navigate through and how do you look at you know those elements at least you know probably with <laughs> with my handwriting in one sense so in in the simplest terms are you a multitasker hell no absolutely not you hate multitasking okay. what you love the most is getting involved in that one conversation in that one specific objective question that you're trying to solve getting as deep as possible so when people expect you to multitask that means you have to leave what you're doing and engage with people casually or like you know in multiple things casually so it's like marriage versus casual dating mm-hmm. absolutely the marriage kind of a person you want to go deep you really want to invest your time and energy to know the crux of it to really solve the problem and for some reason it's not because of your profession but it has been a part of your personality even from childhood that every time you are confronted with a problem you mm-hmm. wanted to get an answer to be prepared for the next time okay so you wanted to not only learn how to resolve this particular situation but also be ready for things that will prepare you for tomorrow and which is weird like mostly kids are not like that and i'm calling you weird because this is really being ready or preparing for something large mm-hmm. even when you're solving really really small problems you know uh, aditi i don't i probably don't know that this is something i know about myself so this is a is a new learning for me okay. uh, when i look back and think you know through the words that you actually you know stitched up in the sentence that you made uh, somewhere i feel it is true uh, it is something that i 
tend to do because I always, always at all points in time, look at the larger picture, whether it's personally mm-hmm. or professionally. And I think, uh, you know, when you're, when you're working in a professional setting, the objective is to find a particular solution, you know, to any particular situation. When you're in, in, on, a, on a personal note, you know, you're always striving for that next step or the next level of happiness. And it could be monetary, it could be non-monetary, it could be whatever that is required. So I, you know, you're right when, when you look at, uh, or you're absolutely right when you look at it, you know, from, a, uh, you know, when you pull my, you know, when I pull myself out and look at it from that perspective, I always tend to look at the big picture. And I think that's let the me, point. Let me make it easier for you. Sure. When you are solving a problem, instead of just getting done with it in the moment, do you go and figure out what caused this problem? What we could have avoided so that this problem would have never existed? At times and uh, not at times. Uh, not at times is because you know that that problem existed and you prolong the problem for a <laughs> you created number of time. And then at times you know that, listen, you know that there's a problem and you need to fix it. So yeah, it is, it's very situation. And it really depends on, you know, uh, for example, professionally, it depends on who's on the other side. So it's pretty much, I follow the rule, you know, horses for courses. So you don't, you don't put your cards right up, you know, you, you sure. tend to play at times a little bit blind to just understand. But yeah, in the back of your head or back of your mind, you keep the bigger picture in mind saying, hey, this is where I want to go and this is where I want to reach. And it could not necessarily be the destination, but it could just be the journey along. So I was in the boardroom with uh, probably 35 other people and we, we were coming up, we were getting into a situation situation of a post merger uh, uh post merger integration okay mm-hmm. and uh, when we are doing that there are different number of people you know different work streams whether it's it whether it's legal whether it's hr whether it's you know you name it whether it's the business okay. itself uh, multiple number of people and multiple number of stakeholders uh, there was a comment from a very 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 senior executive at that point in time uh, and this i'm talking about four years back uh, he made a statement in passing, uh, way older than me, uh, you know, way far more experienced than me. Okay. Uh, he made a statement, which was kind of condescending. Uh, okay. and I just stood back. I heard him out and, uh, I just, I just kept my calm. Uh, and there were 35 people mind you. And, you know, I was a project <laughs> leader on this thing because I was doing the post merger integration and he said something that was not appropriate at that point in time. So I was, just was it little, also uh, personal? I'm just asking. In, in terms uh, of- no, it was not personal. It was regarding a certain department and, uh, I should, I, I actually just, you know, stepped back and I said, you know, let him complete. Uh, we finished the conversation. I tried to explain it in my manner, which is the most mildest and balanced manner. Uh, and I said, you know, I think these are probably the pros of looking at it or probably the cons of looking at it. We finished the conversation. It, the matter got settled. Uh, I think by the end of the conversation, the end of the meeting, I, uh, I passed a comment, which was more of a, you know, humorous one. And I think everyone burst out into, you know, and sort of cracked up and say, okay, fine. You know, like, and post that there were four people who came to me and said, you know, that this was a very difficult conversation to have with someone so senior. And, uh, how did you, you know, how did you keep your calm? Because if we, if you we were in your situation, we would have snapped back like, and, and you know, quite aggressively. And I said, it's not about that. Right. I mean, there's a matter of experience. There's a matter of acceptance that, you know, the person across the table is a lot more experienced than I am. Uh, he has a point of view. Uh, if I'm going to start feeling bad about, you know, everything anyone says, uh, you know, the work will not get done. And for me, the most important thing is getting this integration done. So, you know, I want to look at that and not look at these smaller pieces. So, yeah. 
I think this is a great example that you just gave, which talks about how socially you can be very easy in communicating, which I was referring to the right slant of your writing. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, keeping the logical mind that you are focused on the final result and yep. not giving into your emotional journeys and including people being, you know, attacking you in, in an egoistic manner. So I think that's brilliant. You know, but that's the nature of corporate job, Aditi. I think it comes with the, it comes with the territory. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, not to everybody, I would say. I have met so many people and I keep studying them. I wish it comes to everyone, but it does not. And I think that's what differentiates the leader from other people. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I think next question I probably want to ask is, um, um, I asked you on multitasking, I spoke about emotional reasoning. I was just trying to understand, hey, listen, you know, is there an emotional bend I have from a, decision-making standpoint, uh, I want to sort of ask you in terms of uh, where do you see, you know, um, limitations? Where do you see, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, sort of hitting the dead end or hitting, you know, saying, hey, listen, these are certain aspects or these are certain facets that you probably not thought about, you know, or probably not, are not looking at it from a, you know, from a fine comb standpoint. So, okay. Yeah. So can you give me an example of why are you asking me this question? Uh, Question pretty much because uh, I've been eight years at where I am. <laughs> One being that. Uh, second, I mean, uh, jokes apart, and you know, I really like my job. Uh, I really enjoy it. But uh, I want to know what it takes to, you know, uh, go to the next level. And I think every single person that, you know, I I'm 39, right? So for me, I want to know where I'm going to go next and, you know, what it's going to take for me to go. And if there are any limitations, what do I need to do to overcome them? So, you know, just from that perspective, yeah. I think that just... Uh shows your learnability so i'm going to begin with this trend that you have which is your learnability okay. when you write letter t and h together mm -hmm. the height of letter h is slightly taller than letter t okay. now anybody with that combination uh, has a trait which is very unique where the the ability to learn and mold themselves is much higher. So when you throw, when you're thrown into a situation that you have no clue how to deal with, how to go about, you somehow roll with the punches and stand and figure out what I can learn from this or how can I go to the next level, mm -hmm. which is a rare quality for sure. So I would say that's one thing that you should give it to yourself. And obviously in your conversation and your behavior, it comes out very, very often. Okay. Now, what are the challenges? When I look at the upper loops of your writing, where we talk about the imagination, the intellectual, the thinking aspects are, mm -hmm. your upper zones represent very logical thinking, but not necessarily imaginative or even creative at times. Okay. So when you are dealing with people and as your team grows, people come up with different perspectives, different ideations, different different belief systems and sometimes to be tolerant of that is slightly challenging for you because if you're very clear about what can get the results going then you don't want to waste your time you want to get with it you're going to get done with it and because you have figured a way around it and because you've done it so many times you tend to believe that's like the best possible way Second thing I feel where we can really take your journey to the next level, you already have this phenomenal way of executing things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you graphologically what I mean. Okay. When you cross your letter T, lowercase letter T, you cross them in the middle. And now anybody who does that has this ability to execute things to the T. Okay. 
but the t's are also the cross t's which means they there is a point most of the time at the end of it that talks about your very very clear to a point of being blunt with people when you communicate so you get things done you execute them beautifully but yeah. because you're so clear and blunt there is very little space for people to then argue so uh, execution being your forte or the strength that you know like you shine with mm-hmm. do you think there are things that we can talk to our listeners about where they can improve execution because you know as as a leader you of course you have to have the vision and you have to get things going and you have to see things that the people haven't seen sure. but if you don't get the work done then all these ideas are great but at the end the execution is is what Absolutely. will propel the organization forward so if you have to look at and what is your style of execution and what would you keep in mind so i think uh, aditi from a from an execution standpoint right i think the most important thing and that's my strength is you know working with numbers i come from a finance background uh it's important to gather as much uh, relevant possible quantifiable and focused data yeah. uh analyze the data see what actually makes sense you know uh try to understand a what the big picture is b what your stakeholders want Mm-hmm. uh see how are you going to best possibly navigate it in the least possible time okay uh, and then you know try and deliver results that actually are quantifiable you know things that will then people will say hey listen you know you did this entire exercise we had not thought about it uh and this is what this is the kind of impact it's created whether it's you know a, a direct impact in the in, in the bottom line or indirect impact where it's helped a certain business grow you know probably 2x or 3x uh, and i think that is important to uh, to sort of carry along with you that uh, you know the, these these aspects of it right keep the big picture in mind uh, you know get your data right uh, you know sift through you know multiple layers of data to understand what makes sense because that i mean data is it's 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 chunk right i mean a lot of chunk is there and you need to sort of clear out the weeds and understand what makes sense once you do that and you understand the overall objective uh, and carry your stakeholders and be responsible for you know the project that you've taken on so do you think there are people who are not data driven and there are people who are data driven or it is matter of interest according to you no i think a lot of people in organizations with different skill sets uh, they use data as they please and you know it's not uh, it's not so linear uh, i think people you know people generally tend to use a lot of gut uh, saying hey this is what i believe uh, right. a lot of people use uh, data uh, to make certain level of decisions and certain uh, you know certain uh, uh and you know these are certain skill sets that people have and i think it's just a matter of interest and it's a matter of uh, doing things the right way uh where i come from media there is a lot of uh, science behind it but there is a lot of art behind it also and i think to sift through you know those layers are important uh there are a lot of people you will find in media who are all artsy and you know art driven and you know i am someone who who is science driven and i i right. want to find the reasoning and logical aspects of things or two things and then take a decision in that particular light so it it really it, it really depends uh, i keep that lens on probably 24/7 and therefore that creative bend of mine is not that accelerated but uh, yeah it just comes with but also aditya what you're saying is your your job demands that that you do the job of somebody who will look at the numbers and will get yeah, that fault of course absolutely okay what else absolutely. people can keep in mind when it comes um, to execution i think in terms of execution is understanding i think part of it that we didn't talk about is stakeholder management i think that's the most important and integral part of it you know i think 
when you're executing a particular project, you're not executing it just for yourself, you're executing for the company, right? And there are multiple layers of uh, multiple stakeholders, for example, uh, and I'll give an example, right? I mean, the work that I do, I have a reporting line to, uh, uh, to Culver City, which is in Los Angeles. I have a reporting line to Tokyo. So, and you know, those are my stakeholders too. And I have a reporting line to, you know, my immediate boss who's the CEO of the company. Uh, it's important. And then there are other stakeholders, you know, which are business stakeholders, uh, people who are actually running the business. There are other stakeholders who are, you know, enablers or, you know, support functions. And those are my stakeholders too. Uh, so managing and, you know, doing it in the most uh, interpersonal ways or most sociable manner, uh, where you're approachable, you're acceptable, and you know you're 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 carrying people along, uh, and you're you know giving due credit where it actually belongs. I think that is another part of it which is extremely important in execution. Uh, it's extremely important in execution. I think that's something that uh, to me has been the biggest takeaway uh, because as you grow, as you grow, and as you you know build your professional career and you chart it out, it becomes less about technical skills. It becomes mm -hmm. a lot about soft skills sure. so you know the more softer skills you build over a period of time you'll be able to understand styles you'll understand you know leadership qualities you'll understand how you need to get out of a particular tough situation and it's it's just navigating through that yeah. must acknowledge this sorry to interrupt you but i feel yeah. as a person this is not your natural behavior to be able to understand people or work with them uh, you of all the people take extra efforts to make sure that you build these soft skills, okay. which I think is phenomenal because, you know, naturally some people are gifted with that, that ability to understand because yeah. you realize halfway through your career that that is not my bend of mind. You decided to build on it and, and cultivate. And I think that requires more work. And, you know, Ariti, you're right, but it's an extreme, right? You know, coming from an investment banking background where it is just project-led, you are the project leader, you are the project executor, you are the finally <laughs> originating the project yourself, you know, at a certain point in time. So it's just a very straight blinkered thought uh, at that point in time. When you step into a corporate world and you step into something that's very, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who have a lot of opinions and a lot of suggestions about certain things, right? you need to understand which makes sense, which don't make sense and then navigate through. And the ones that don't make sense, you need to sit them down and say, Hey, listen, it's not making sense for these. Are, and these are the reasons Whether it's data driven, whether it's, you know, a perspective or whether it's just something that you don't believe matches with the vision of the company. Uh, and I guess it's just something that I had to learn over a period of time saying I can do only so much if I am doing investment banking, but if I'm part of a different journey, uh, I'll get to understand, you know, different styles of uh, styles of working. And I, I think it's just, it's just learning on the way again. So we got to see the professional side. We got to see yeah. the, the problem solver that you are, uh, but we haven't learned much about Aditya as a person. Like, of course I have dived deep and spoken about the personality and behavior and traits, but you know, from, from the perspective or where you are professionally, what do you think are the challenges that you face or what are the things that I can answer in that space? Uh, I think sometimes when you're, uh, you know, you said this on the professional side, you know, but on the personal side is always <laughs> when you're with your loved ones and in your and dear ones, it's always difficult to say no. How do you, you know, <laughs> how do you get to those boundaries or where you say, hey, listen, you know, okay, fine. You know, this is not making sense. You know, professionally you can do it beautifully. <laughs> when it comes sure. personally, you know, then this whole emotional side comes in, hey, listen, you know, maybe I'm not doing this right. So, you know, those you know, so I think that's pretty much the question, you know, where, where do you draw the line and where do you, where do you cross across the boundaries? Yeah. So I'm going to bring in this angle of being a listener uh -huh. uh, that you are and you're not. So we find that in the lowercase letter E. Okay. If the loop in the E is open mm -hmm. and it is well-rounded, then you are a great listener. 
Okay. And if it is squeezed and non-existent, then you are a selective listener, which yeah. means you pretend that you're listening and not necessarily listening to the actual conversation, getting to the conclusion, and you want people to move forward. Okay. I hope you're listening to me now, but the, <laughs> but the the degree of interest depends on the pace of the conversation, especially for you. If the person is really slow and repetitive, you lose them. You're like, okay, okay, okay. So you start getting impatient with them. When you try to get to the conclusion without letting them feel that they are heard, is mm-hmm. where the conflict comes from. Okay. Professionally, other people don't expect you to hear them out. They're like, okay, I want to say my point and whether he's hearing, listening, not listening, I'm going to make sure that I, I say that. Whereas on an emotional level, personal relationship, that is not the actual thing. So people really want you to be receptive. Okay. So I always tell my students, so we run this uh, mental gym on a weekly basis. We, I, you know, I have a simple thought, I believe, why to wait for anxiety or depression to come. Like your physical health, what if you practice certain mental and emotional regimes or workouts that can keep you mentally and emotionally fit so we call it the mental gym and we had a session on listening skills just last week Mm -hmm. and i i told my students that if you are interested you don't have to do the right body language to listen to people you don't have to like repeat their words you don't have to do any of it you just have to be interested and one of my students said but, you know, this is really boring. Like I can pretend to be interested, but I'm not interested. That's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm like point taken. If you're not interested and if you still want to look at that, then how think about how important the person is. Mm-hmm. So it is not in the content that you would take interest, but only in the content creator. Okay. So when your mom is repeating things and you know how moms just go about saying things over and over again. So it's not about what they're trying to say. They just want you, their son, to be available and here and and actually just say that I'm there. Whatever you require, I will be there to take care of you. And that is not translated by saying these things. That is translated by physically being present. Mm -hmm. So every person has this different level of, I would say, emotional quotient or quota that you have to kind of fill in for everybody to feel happy, especially Mm -hmm. in a personal space. Professionally, people take care of themselves or they go to their families to get that quota filled. So anything else you can gauge from the the handwriting? I feel you're very, very sharp in gathering information and observing people. And I feel currently you are not able to use all the information that you gather towards a particular objective and this is where i feel the slight disconnect is happening probably the projects that you were learning a lot from Mm -hmm. i think the learning curve has worn out and now you want to get to a project or get into a situation where you don't know anything Mm-hmm. And because that that is that opportunity is not presenting itself is where the challenge happens. You know, we say learnability is a great skill, and sure. very few people have it naturally. Mm-hmm. Because you have it, you kind of identify yourself from this whole space of learning and constantly moving forward and going to the next level. Now, okay. if that is not happening, if you're not feeling that you're up for a next challenge where you can reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. you feel absolutely stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where the current situation is becoming little irritating for you or, or you're getting impatient. Okay. So if the learning curves are not happening naturally, mm-hmm. one 
I would request you to create such things that would really help you to question and create your own learning curves. If that is not possible, uh, start picking up hobbies and parallel learnings or start teaching people where things, you know, you know, you have to break them down for the students to understand or for you to learn something else. That In that manner, you would question your ability, you'd question your space of, you know, keeping the learning curve on. Absolutely right on that. I think that's something that I, I diligently, you know, focus on. Uh, in fact, even when you said about learning, you know, that's something that I, you know, uh, I'm dedicating myself to at least doing that, you know, just sort of reinventing myself and trying to see, you know, what else or what next. Uh, that's something that I guess it, it comes from that part of impatience or comes from that part no, of... No, it also comes from the part of being an end result oriented person, yeah. which I was talking about the T-bar in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Now what that leads to is you have to have that clear goal that, you know, it's literally like a bullseye. Once you get that, you'll hit it. And if you can't, you'll find ways in which you will figure the formula and still do it. Now, most people forget that the organization may or may not give you that platform. Till the time it does, you enjoyed it. And no matter how tough it was, you were there and you're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. The fact that right now it is not doing it, mm-hmm. it is a tough part of the story. So probably it's a time for you to either pick up your new learning curves mm-hmm. and that end goal. I would also look at it a little creatively is, is okay. about what kind of leader would you like to become? if you kind of start putting those ideas out to yourself more than anybody else. But today when the the situation doesn't demand you to think in that manner, and if you do that proactively, you Mm -hmm. might commit to building the skills that otherwise you feel you do not have. Because you, one thing for sure is you are highly self-critical and self-evaluated. So you're aware of everywhere you go wrong and you keep making notes of it. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult for you to miss things that you, you kind of, get wrong you're very vigilant about it yeah oh you're right oh you're absolutely right about that i think that's something that i am uh i i do you know, tend you know tend to uh uh you tend to do that when you're probably in, you know in a, uh, in a very different environment and i think that's that's it's important it just keeps you on your guard more than mm-hmm. anything else you know just being self-critical critical you know knowing that where where your lapses are and then you know trying to navigate it so it, as you said it doesn't happen next time around so yeah yeah. Yeah. I, I think I have I've covered everything I wanted to say. And uh, you've got to like definitely pick up things that are exciting. I think that is the biggest mu- missing part here. And at least for the last two and a half, three years, that has been the case. So mm-hmm. now it is absolutely getting to you. So what pandemic. I was re- Sorry? Is the pandemic? No, I think it's pandemic is like 18 months. I, I'm talking about three years. So yeah, this started yeah. much before the pandemic. Pandemic has probably given you time to like look into the mirror and not avoid, avoid it whatsoever. Now you cannot like deny it anymore. Yeah, no, so absolutely. That makes it uncomfortable, but it started much before that. So, I so absolutely, I think. Absolutely right, Aditi. I think the show is named properly. <laughs> <laughs> and aptly. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think a lot of the stuff you've said and I think it's been, uh, it's been great. This is not something that I knew of understood of and i think it's just sort of an eye-opener for me also uh, a lot of things that you've spoken about a lot of knowledge sharing that you've done uh, so yeah i think there are certain things that you need to i need to reflect on uh, and then there are certain things that i need to impart probably somewhere in between land. <laughs> but i would say find the the easiest or the quickest way to start teaching things because yeah. 
that would become the easiest way for you to communicate sure. writing is not the the best friend that you have let's let's accept that but speaking can be so if you can't necessarily make your writing creative or write articles and blogs which i otherwise would have said you know why don't you start expressing yourself yeah. but because when i look at your writing that is not something that comes naturally but speaking does Yeah. So if you pick that up and start teaching, even like smaller concepts, break it down for people, and do it as as a project. Don't do it as a long term commitment because you sure. may get bored. Mm-hmm. Do it as a project, and you might really find something there. Maybe. Well, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, Aditya. Thank you so thank much you for so being much on the show. No, thank you, Aditya. I think this is it was great. Thank you so much for joining me one more time on the Absolutely Right podcast. Tell me which were your favorite parts. You can write to me on my email ID, write w r i t at aditisurana dot com. If you like, you can send me a message or make a little quick video and tag my Instagram handle at aditisurana. Now, in the middle of the conversation, I spoke about something called a mental and emotional gym called APT. APT stands for Aspire, Perform, and Transform. If you want to figure out how can you keep yourself up to date and move forward on your journey, you can check out the link aptforme.com. We keep doing free webinars for you to know more about it. The whole idea of this module is not to wait for the mental health to go so down that you can't deal with the problems, but actually work. with the help of mental tools emotional tools on a weekly basis to strengthen yourself and as we understand that about body the same thing is applicable about mind if you want to learn graphology you can know all the information about that and the other services that we have for you and your organization on my website aditisurana.com i'll see you on friday with our special graphology series one more time till then happy writing